0: Bringers, happy summer if you're listening to this in real time. We have quite the tasty <laughs> episode for you today, guys. Here's the thing. We're talking about food trucks because because why not? We haven't talked about food trucks before and it's something that I think we're only going to see more of as we kind of navigate these upcoming months.
1: Yeah, I mean... With the current landscape of COVID, people listening in the future, food trucks are definitely trendy. And it's definitely something to consider if you want to break the mold a little bit of what a wedding looks like. But there's a whole bunch of stuff that you also need to know rather than just saying, oh, I'm going to hire a food truck and everything's going to fall into place and be easy and great.
0: And cheap, right? So in this episode, I actually when I was planning it out, I broke down seven very important things to know with problems and solutions to every stinking thing. Dan absolutely makes some amazing points in here and thought of it from a way that I absolutely didn't think of it. So it's a really good episode and I think you guys are going to love it.
1: That's right. And we also have some other news. If you haven't been to it, check out our Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash p-a-r-o-y we've got some amazing things going on over there especially our ringer club which is basically you coming alongside of us and really coming alongside of other couples and helping support them and being able to keep us bringing this content to other couples. So if you have been encouraged or helped out by this podcast at all or anything and you're feeling generous, check out patreon.com. That's where you can sign up to help out future couples and help out us. We've got this very special level called the Ringer Club, and we have Ringer Club meetups every second thursday of the month starting at 8 p.m our first one is coming up this august which is august 13th and it's going to be amazing we're going to hop on there we'll send out a link to all of our patreon ringer club members um we'll be available to listen and talk and have access to us and help you guys out with everything you need
0: Exactly. And guys, this is something where you can join one month and not join for the rest of the month. So if you want to join us for our kickoff, Ringer club first official meetup in time for August, you can join right up until that day if you really want to. But please join us. We want to kick this off with so much fun and lots of love and everybody coming in there so you can ask us anything. We can talk about wedding stuff. We can talk about Harry Potter stuff. You guys know I will want to talk about Harry Potter stuff. Am I right?
1: And I will too, thank you. Of course,
0: but this is what we're doing, okay? So this is where we really ask you guys to come show your support, but don't feel like you have to show your support forever. Try it out and see if you like it and see if it makes sense for you. And we would love to have you. And one of the cool things about being in the Ringer Club is that you guys are going to get special discounts in my shop which is launching in just a few days if you're listening to this live. Guys, I have been working on this project for months now. I can't tell you how much time and energy and sweat and like, well, mainly sweat at this point I've put into this project. (laughs) But I'm putting together an entire shop of resources for both couples as well as newbie wedding planners who want to make sure that they are planning from – as educated of a standpoint as possible. So when you join the Ringer Club, you automatically get discounts to the shop, which like I said, is launching on July 31st. And I'm so excited for it.
1: Yeah, listen, all right, from a groom standpoint and from the target for standpoint, right? Danielle planned our wedding and this is wait, this is before we were like friends and really close and all that kind of stuff. The pocket timelines that she has and you have the template for sale on there, right? Yes, I do. Good. The pocket timeline is super incredibly helpful. She passed them out at our rehearsal and everybody was just, it got everybody on the same page, right? The fact that one, they're designed beautifully 2 they're just helpful, right? Like everybody's just got something to take a look over it. And you know, for the fact that uh, half the people who you have sent your timeline to have not looked at it, and the fact that you put something physical in their hands that is kind of cool and tactile and fun to have in their hands, gets everybody on the same page. You have to go check it out. It's an absolute must-have, both from being a past-groom perspective and a photographer's perspective, that it just gets everybody on the same page. The day flows much better when everybody knows what's going on. So check it out. You really need to.
0: Thanks, Dan. I appreciate you saying that. So as of right now, as of you hearing this podcast, if you're listening to it, the first day it comes out, the shop is not live yet. So if you want more information on it, become a Patreon member and you will get access the day, the minute it goes live. Deal? Deal. All right, let's jump into this episode. Hey there, ringers. Welcome to the Put a Ring on It podcast. I'm Danielle Pasternak, wedding planner of DPNAC Events.
1: And I'm Daniel Moyer, wedding photographer of Daniel Moyer Photography. Together, we are two wedding pros sharing our best tips, tricks, and advice for planning a wedding that feels good to you.
0: Because planning a wedding is hard work. But not anymore, because we've got your back. So, Dan, are you ready?
1: You know it. Let's do this. Hey, ringers. Welcome to episode 87. It's nice to be with you here recording live. No, we're not recording live. Hey, Danielle, I'm sorry. I don't know why t- my, my brain works sometimes.
0: You always like to say we're recording live. And I guess we are recording live. Pe- people linked.
1: just aren't listening live.
0: Yeah, live-ish. Yeah.
1: I'm telling you, one of these days we're going to have to record something live. Like we're going to need to like Facebook live it and record an episode and have like people call in and all that stuff.
0: I'm down for all of that. However, we're going to have to be both on our game quite a bit.
1: The logistics of that might be difficult, too. But anyway, we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah. Let's focus on something else for now, shall we?
1: Yeah, I feel like this episode is going to be really good because it's going to be fun. It's kind of like a light kind of thing, like uh, a good solution to a problem that many people may be feeling and having right now
0: right well it's summer right at least we're recording this and when it's, this episode is coming out it, we're in the dead middle of summer and it comes down to just talking about good old summer things like food trucks oh i'm just realizing i really should have eaten before we started talking about delicious food trucks
1: mm-hmm. are food trucks a regional thing like are they everywhere
0: i don't think they're everywhere everywhere but i think they're in more places now than they were like five years ago Yeah. Okay. I think food trucks in general are still super trendy right now. And honestly, with COVID, I actually expect to see more food trucks at events, specifically weddings, of course, because that's what we talk about, because the food is essentially being handled by way less people and more directly by the person consuming it. I'm not saying it's like a perfect solution to things, but it's maybe something to consider as you're going through the planning process as something that is actually more... Not sterile, because that's not at all the right word in this case, but it's being handled by a lot less people. That said, while food trucks sometimes seem like an inexpensive alternative to traditional catering, there's a lot of factors to consider. And that's why Dan and I, as we were planning out the year, said we need to do an episode on food trucks, because I think there's a lot that you don't know you don't know. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think um, this is going to be particularly relevant, obviously, because of COVID and that kind of stuff. And people are looking for alternative ways to maybe have a small wedding or cater a backyard wedding or whatever it is. But also, I just think it's going to be relevant going forward. I think the landscape of weddings are going to shift. And so I think, you know, this is gonna be a good episode. And we get to talk about some fun things about food trucks. But there are for sure some major pros to having a food truck at your wedding, right? And first and foremost, I don't know, in the Philly area, there's like an insane amount of different variety of food trucks, right? So like, amazing food, and a huge variety that you can kind of pick and choose from rather than just like, here's a menu from your caterer, Do you know, what I mean,
0: For sure. I think it's one of those things. It's fun. It sets this like unexpected vibe, but it really sets the tone, right? For an exciting night, you know, like that this isn't going to be a traditional sit down and eat your green bean kind of wedding. I feel like if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you're having green beans at your wedding, you're like, geez, Danielle, we know you don't like green beans Chill out.
1: You don't like green beans? I like green beans.
0: beans. I like cold green Mm. beans with vinegar, salt and pepper, like pickled green beans. They're so good.
1: Okay. You know, I think there's a benefit also to having a food truck and that is small business, right? You know, most of the food trucks in Philly and beyond are single one person operations that might have a team underneath them, but it's not a giant corporation. You know, maybe the company has two or three food trucks, but, you know, you're definitely supporting small business and that's a really awesome thing to do right now, especially in this landscape, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. We talk about COVID now because COVID is what's happening now, but a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today are not just COVID related. So these are not just important things to consider right now. I actually put together a very important thing to know, number one through seven. I think it's seven. Yes. Important thing to know is numbers one through seven because these things apply no matter what i thought it'd be fun is that not fun dan come on
1: yes yeah this is a good episode you planned it really beautifully i love this like problem and solution thing that you came up with and this is episode danielle doing her thing uh her geeking out and being hyper organized so yeah you'll see
0: and i think i shall say oh you're welcome dan
1: (laughs) (laughs) no you're welcome listeners because you're all in for a treat
0: Yes. So here's what we have. We have seven important things to know and everyone I'm going to tell you what the problem is and we're going to give you the solution to that problem. So I'm not just going to dump a whole bunch of problems on your plate. We're going to solve the problems together. Okay.
1: Yep. Oh, wait. Can I be the problem reader and you, you can be the, the solution? Wait,
0: what? What'd you say?
1: <laughs> that, that was below the belt. Keep the gloves up.
0: I'm sorry. I'm just kidding.
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I had you there for a second. Yeah. Um, All right. So let's talk about number one. I already kind of said there's menu offerings. Important things to know. You said limit the menu offerings, right? So you have one food truck. There's kind of maybe it's a niche amount of food. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yes. Food truck food is amazing by and large, but too many options for guests leads to analysis paralysis, right? So the problem here is that we have a big or a complicated menu that's only going to keep things moving slowly as guests decide what they want. And- I don't know about you, but most people don't want their event to move too slowly where guests are spending a ton of time waiting in line for their food or waiting in line to order their food, right? Mm -hmm. So our solution here for a limited menu with crowd pleasers. So any food truck that you're talking to is going to know what their crowd pleasers are, what their best sellers are, talk with that food truck. Obviously, you want to bring your own tastes and you know requests to the table but talk to them and say like hey what do people go like bananas over and they say actually they go bananas over our bananas and you're like great let's do that
1: (laughs) yeah i'm trying to think how many food truck weddings have you well i shouldn't say how many but like what what has your experience been with like food trucks and how much stuff that they offer because all the ones that i've seen are pretty niche right like it's the italian or like the brick oven pizza truck right like they've got two different pizzas and like one side that's it right
0: Mm-hmm. I think it just depends on, obviously, the style of it. I've done one where they do more like street food, all-American style. We've done it where it was three main options and then two or three sides that they got to pick with it. But they normally would have had like 10 to or more things to kind of pick from if they were doing a festival or something else where they were serving people over a longer period of time. So that's the idea with sort of off making the menu a little bit more limited to what they may normally offer. Not saying they just do one thing, but... Do you want the like chicken sandwich or the beef sandwich? (laughs) That's like a very direct, do you want the chicken or the beef? But then I just added sandwich to it. I guess that's totally cheating. But that's kind of what I mean. Because you don't want your guests standing in line trying to figure it out. You want to keep it simple. Ultimately too, though, you also don't want to forget about those that might have dietary restrictions. So as you're meal planning and thinking about your menu with your food truck or your food trucks, keep in mind those that maybe don't eat meat or, you know, are vegan or gluten free, anything of the major allergies or restrictions that your guests might have.
1: Gotcha. Okay, important thing to know, number two, and this is actually a very important one, because it might slow down service a little bit. But that's food trucks cannot serve a whole bunch of people at one time, right? So obviously, by nature, food trucks are meant for a line of people to kind of line up in front of them and not be able to serve a whole bunch of people with servers running out at one time. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. It's a different setup entirely than a traditional caterer whose job is to serve 200 people in a half an hour, right? That's not necessarily what the job of a food truck is intended for when food trucks came to the scene. So they're designed to be more casual. They have a much smaller working space. Granted, caters are often challenged with working in a ton of small working spaces, but like they're limited to working inside the truck. That's what they've got. They have minimal staff. And yeah, like you said, they're designed to serve a lot of people, but over an extended period of time, like at a festival or a concert or something like that, it's meant to be a little bit more along that flow. So our problem here is that a food truck is going to take a lot longer to serve your guests and feed your guests than a traditional caterer. So this is where a caterer might sound more expensive, but now you're dealing with time which is a value that you have on your wedding day that you have a limited resource of. I should say a resource as opposed to a value. Time is your resource that you're working with that you want to make sure you're using as best as possible. Now, if you're down for a four-hour event where people are just like moseying up to food trucks and helping themselves, then it makes sense that it's extended over a longer period of time. But if you want the same things to happen as with a traditional caterer, we need to adjust a little bit.
1: Yeah. The other thing that we're obviously not talking about here is the fact that you can hire more than one food truck. Right.
0: Well, that is the solution.
1: Yep. I think that the way that you form the wedding around having a food truck has to fundamentally be different. Right. Like you said it just a second ago, if you have to maybe be a little more willing to let the service dictate the timeline, if you understand what I'm saying, rather than One of the things we talk about on this podcast all the time is the timeline of, okay, so you get introduced to the wedding and then you have a sit down dinner for an hour, then you want to party for three hours as much as you possibly can. Right. The amount of time that you're taking up with a food truck and people serving it, maybe that gets shifted, one, because there's less people, but two, that you can make it maybe a more organic experience where not everybody's sitting down at once. It's kind of a free flowing three hour, four hour event where, you know, you've got dancing and hanging out going all at one time and people can just walk up and grab bites as they see fit.
0: Yes, exactly. And like Dan said, there's nothing that says you can only have one food truck. More than one food truck is how you kind of get people fed faster. And it's often based on your guest count. The rule of thumb that we use in the industry, and it kind of varies a little bit from region to region and planner to planner, but Industry rule is roughly one truck per 50 to 75 guests. That said, I could easily see 50 guests and having two or three food trucks just because it's a lot of fun. When it becomes more valuable, though, is when you reach that 75 and higher numbers that you're really able to see how many guests are getting served that much quicker over a shorter period of time. For me, I usually recommend two to three Because by nature, most of my couples are really looking forward to the dancing and getting dinner, not over with, but not making it fill up the entire night. So for me, I often see or will have two to three trucks at an event where that's the main catering.
1: Would you do like two food trucks that are maybe more of like the entree food and then one that's more dessert or treat focused?
0: Yeah, I love that. I love dessert food trucks for sure. And we've done it where it's only been, which we're going to talk about later, we've done it where it's only been just a dessert food truck where we've had a traditional cater throughout the regular, not the regular, but through the reception, the main dinner, and then a dessert food truck that came in later because dessert can be spread out a little bit differently versus everybody wanting dinner at the same time.
1: Yeah, I think obviously, you know, we're talking about, you know, if you have more than two or three food trucks. The benefit of that is that it allows there to be more of a variety for people. But I guess also one of the things we always talk about is like talking with your pros because they're the ones who know their business best. Right. So talking with one food truck, they might say, oh, yeah, no problem. Seventy five guests in an hour is easy for us. But then the next person say, oh, no, we make everything by hand and it takes 10 minutes to make one sandwich. And you're like, OK, well, that might be a bit difficult.
0: (laughs) Right, exactly. It's a much different story depending on what the food actually is. If the truck is, and I don't want to say just, but if the truck is just assembling a sandwich together of everything that's already cooked, that's going to go out much faster than something that's being cooked to order. If that's just anything that would work like that. So this is where, yes, ask the truck how many people they think they can serve over a period of time. Like say, like, we have 100 guests. How long do you think it would take you to serve those guests and then add like 10 to 15 minutes because just in case
1: <laughs> because just in case tangent here if you were to design your wedding with food trucks what kind of food would you have
0: <laughs> I know exactly which food truck we would use um do I want to say it I don't know I don't know if I would say to just say type it. of
1: food I would definitely well, this, do like
0: the type of food truck this is the type of food truck we will like hunt them down depending on where they're at. Like if they're nearby, like we'll change our plans to go eat their food. Their food is just done really well and really smart. And now that I'm saying this, I should absolutely share it. This food truck is Trey locally sourced TRE. They're based out of the Lehigh Valley area, but their food is just very, very smart, very tasty. And it's like they do everything from like tacos to sandwiches to, oh my goodness, they do pierogies. They just do really good tasting food and they do it well.
1: I would want like walking tacos. Is that what they call it? Street tacos. (gasps) The ones in the bag? Yes, the ones in the bag.
0: Those stress me out. How do you eat it? How do you eat a walking taco? With a fork? And you just... I don't like my food really mixed together like that.
1: It's not fancy, but I'm thinking of like the Doritos walking taco where it's like a bag of Doritos that you crunch up and then they put like the taco stuff inside of it and you mix it up. Oh God, that sounds good. But I would definitely also have a macaroon truck. Because macaroon food trucks, like if they've been around for a while, are superb. They're so good. Anyway, sorry. Tangent, coming back on. We're going back on to important thing to know number three.
0: Actually, before we do that. Yeah, I wanted one more thing to add. When you're looking at adding additional food trucks, it's actually much easier when you're talking with trucks to work with ones that have done events of similar size and location as yours because if they have experience in weddings when you ask them roughly how long is it going to take they're going to know versus only going off of their experience with festivals which is a very different environment and just ecosystem altogether there's actually a website called roaminghunger.com and i'll link to it in the show notes but it is a website that's really designed for trucks that have done special events before and you can just search based on your area it's not absolutely everywhere but it is in the major cities so it might be like a good starting point for you if you're starting to think along those lines so it's like very geared towards trucks that have experience in this before okay now we can continue on to important thing number three
1: important thing to know number three food trucks have minimal staff so, we've said this before, right? Food trucks operate on a very small staff. It's generally 1 to 3 people who, well, I should say one person usually kind of running or maybe owning it, and then 1 to 3 people focused on cooking the food, taking orders, and serving. That's it. So, much different environment than a serving staff where you've got a whole kitchen staff of 20 something and a serving staff of 20 plus, right?
0: Which is, we mentioned before, that's something where that's going to affect the time of service. But here's the other part of the day that that's going to affect. When you have a small staff like this, first of all, the truck's not going to show up till a little bit before your event. But that means you don't have staff to set your tables or fill water glasses or bus tables. Like They don't have extra people that are going to be taking care of the things that a traditional caterer, in most cases, would normally be taking care of for you. You've got your thinking face on, Dan.
1: I do I guess there's probably something you didn't really plan for as I remember looking through this but so there's a waste factor here too, right because I think when you walk up to a truck, usually maybe they give it to you in one of those like little paper dishes or something like that. Um, maybe you can ask them to give them some kind of other paper plate but or some other plate but chances are they're probably not handing it to you on a glass or ceramic thing that you got to give to them. So I'm just thinking about like the waste component. That would be something to consider because I think the solution that you're about to talk about is you're not going to have somebody to set up tables with water glasses and all that kind of stuff, right? And bus tables. So I, I don't know. I'm just thinking ahead. I'll finish my thought as you kind of keep going. So i want to see where you go with this.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the idea with this, and this is something that for me is pretty much a non-negotiable. Anytime we have a food truck, we have to hire staff to be on site, to be helping guests, to be serving, to be making sure that those that are not able or understand the idea of a food truck are well taken care of because there's just so many things that a caterer does as part of making guests feel welcome and comfortable at an event that a food truck by nature is not going to do because like I said they're focused on something else you'll definitely need to hire a bartender or bartenders based on your guest count but there's companies that focus solely on this this is not a hard thing to find but depending on your location it's really pretty easy but please please make sure you hire someone or someones, often more than one based off of your guest count, because you're going to need the people there taking care of the food service aspect for you. Because otherwise, think about it, you're going to have, it's the end of the night, even if it is disposable, as Dan was talking about. Yes, guests can technically clean that up themselves, but do you want them doing that? And what if they don't? Are you just going to have tables upon tables of like dirty stuff everywhere? Like that's not always a fun thing to sit with for too long.
1: Yeah, I guess I think of it kind of as like a picnic or or party or something. I mean, not that the wedding is a picnic or a party, but I keep going back to like this idea that like the food truck might just naturally be a more casual event and that it's totally acceptable in this sort of circumstances to have people clean up after themselves. You know, you're hesitant to say like, oh, it'll simplify things for you because you won't have to hire service or whatever, or that it's more expected to be able to have people do that part of the cleaning up. But yet, you know that not everybody's going to do it because they're going to be eating something and then their jam is going to come on. They're going to leave it at their table and then go back to it and you're going to have food on all over the tables. So no, I'm just thinking about it. One, like I was saying before, about like the waste side of it, because everything is paper and all that kind of stuff. So I wonder if there's there should be something to look into, like what's the recycling aspect of it that you could bring into that if you're trying to be sustainable? And we have episodes on sustainable weddings. Yeah, I guess I keep coming back to like this idea of simplicity, right? And Adding a whole bunch more people and servers and all that kind of stuff feels like you're just making it more complicated. So I'm thinking about like where's that balance, right? Like at what point and what size wedding would you need to bring those people in versus can you have a food truck wedding where maybe it's just, you know, your young nephew or or some college – whatever at the very end you pay them each 50 bucks and they clean up right because again this is not something you would do for a normal quote-unquote wedding or for every wedding but is it possible to hire people at the very end to clean up if everybody else is just being considerate and taking care of everything and throwing it away themselves
0: yeah i guess the way i'm looking at this is that this is for a couple who does not want their guests to have to worry about this or they don't want to hire their family they want to make sure that everybody's just taken care of while doing it around this really unique and trendy waves of having really good food the events that we've always done that include food trucks have been very elegant events i mean they've had the casual nature to them that do involve food trucks but people weren't just you know chilling in shorts and jeans and doing whatever not that there's anything wrong with that but that's the type of event i'm talking about so when I say hiring staff, even if it's just one or two people that are there and not assuming that they're also bartending, but maybe it's just one or two people that are there just making sure because sometimes grandma's not going to understand the idea of a food truck or she's going to need a little bit of help. Or sometimes that it's just somebody who think about how many times you're at a festival and you order food and then you have to bring it back to where you're going and you have to do a few trips back and forth, right? Right. We've also done it where people didn't go up to the food truck to order. We took orders at the tables, took it out to the food truck, and then we had the food getting directly served right out to the guests. So there's a bunch of different ways you can do it. Either way, somebody needs to be setting those tables beforehand with like setting them up, linens, you know, all of that stuff, unless you're doing it, which you guys know I'm strongly against you guys having to work on your wedding day. Hire someone to do that. It is worth its weight in gold. But this is where all of those things need to come into play because – your catering company will provide the staff. That's the difference between a caterer and a food truck. Your food truck is not bringing staff to also cater the event itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right, let's move on to an important thing to know, a numero four, which is a big one, okay? Food trucks often leave before your event is over. So this sometimes depends on where your food truck is set up, that they can only be set up for so long in serving food, but on the whole, food trucks will not stay till the end of your event like a caterer will. Food trucks, once dinner is over, they're gonna clean up their area and they are going to peace out after dinner, which means the problem here is that no one is left to do the typical caterer jobs at the end of the night, like cleaning off the tables, breaking down linens, breaking down tables, breaking down chairs, doing all of that stuff and getting everything back to where it needs to be. And the previous topic was that there is a lot of waste Involved with food trucks by nature, especially because so much of the stuff is disposable. If you're working with rentals and dishes and things like that, your food truck is not often going to be responsible unless they're bringing it. They're not going to be responsible for busing, scraping, rinsing, cleaning and repacking all of those rentals as they'll need to be before they go back to your rental company. So the solution here is again, hire staff. <laughs> it's just, but it's the same staff that we were hiring before. But it's just another reason why to hire staff.
1: Is there a amount of guests at which you would say, like, if it's under a certain amount, you're just like, no, don't worry about the staff?
0: If it's like a clam bake, whatever style thing, and there's no setup, there's no decor, there's no nothing, and there's no alcohol being served, then yeah, I guess you can just have the food truck show up and, and do its thing and go. But I don't often think of weddings necessarily falling within that, or that couples want their weddings to fall within that casual of a vibe, but certainly
1: All right. Important thing. Number five,
0: this should be important thing, like the most important thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because obviously a food truck cannot drive into the place that you are having your wedding if it's indoors. Right. I mean, technically, maybe it can drive like into a backyard or something. But weather is a huge factor in the fact that Somebody's gonna have to get the food if the food truck is outside and it's raining.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another reason to hire staff. Yes, part of the attraction of a food truck is ordering at the window, right? Like that's part of the fun of it is walking up there and putting in your order and waiting for it. But and while I have driven food trucks into buildings before, oh, like into big spaces, like warehouse spaces, yeah, you can bring food trucks as long as it makes sense that they can be in there. But yeah, bad weather, guys. The problem here is bad weather. Like rain and wind can make that aspect really uncomfortable for a guest and really unpleasant. So suddenly it's no longer fun to walk up to the window and order. Suddenly it's like battling wind and you're holding onto your dress and your hat or your, you know, whatever it is. And it's no longer a fun situation. And I speak from experience here where I had an event that was outdoors we had seating and everything indoors and it was good but we had three food trucks and it was a day with 40 degree temperatures sideways rain from all the wind it was it was brutal we did hire staff so that helped with a lot of things but i cannot tell you how miserable it could have been if we didn't make a lot of planning for bad weather and honestly we did as much as we could but it was
1: brutal I just like that your solution is make a plan like
0: <laughs> Well, it's <because> going to depend.
1: <laughs> it is the quintessential Danielle response and I love it.
0: If you're planning an event that involves a large chunk of it to be outdoors, you have to have a plan. You have to think along the lines, what are we going to do? if it's rain, because it's just going to be a possibility that you need to consider and you don't want to wait to consider it until the day comes. Is there a way to park the truck inside the venue? I promise you it's been done. So just ask, can you tent an area for guests to wait to receive their food? Like maybe they can go up and order and then there's like a tent right there that they can wait under it. Or can the food truck alter how they serve the food? Like maybe they just cook it in the truck and then it's brought inside. Maybe there's a table placed out so that guests can help themselves that way. Obviously not in the times of COVID right now, but Maybe it's done like that.
1: Interesting. Hmm. I feel like I'm learning so much this episode, so much stuff that I haven't thought about. As I was thinking about like food truck weddings, I guess I was thinking so much about like such a relaxed, casual vibe. So like a true food truck wedding, I only did one and it was very casual. And then the other one, it was a food truck, a uh, macaroon food truck that was at like a you know big, fancy wedding. I guess there was like one final one that was up uh, at Maritime Park outside of New York City. And that food truck came at the end of the night and just made like 250 pizzas. Right. So that was awesome. And that was like one like fancy wedding, one kind of middle and then one like very casual, like no servers, just like people walking up, getting food, going back into like the backyard tented area. And that was it. So like I'm seeing this whole very different vibe. Um Now that I'm thinking about it, I think the father of the bride at the end of that very casual one was spending a lot of the time cleaning up because it was behind his house, essentially. Right. But I think also they thought of the wedding more almost as like a and I don't want to downplay the importance of their wedding because it was big party and dancing and all that stuff. But they thought of it more as like a family get-together picnic with friends. So I think they were coming into it less of the you know idea that it was big, fancy wedding. They saw decor and all that stuff. But I think they viewed the prep up to it as like their family time. Like they had people coming in and they all like drank and made games out of like putting the stuff out. And it was definitely a family affair. So I think it was just a different way that they were approaching it that might not also be for everybody, you know. Yeah.
0: When I look at weddings, and this may not be right, but this is my approach and my belief about weddings, is that when you're investing as much as you are into one event, the more responsibilities you add to your plate that revolve on or just before the event itself, the quicker that whole experience flies by. You can still make time to be with family and to do other things that don't revolve around the success of the event. And it's one of the times, I'm not saying for every event you do, you should hire staff. That's not what I'm saying. This is just one of those big life events that it's an investment that goes a long way in extending the amount of time you have to spend with your friends and family. Because instead of dad cleaning up at the end of the night, maybe he's hugging on his kiddo that just got married or spending time with the new in-laws or hanging out with his brother or sister that he hasn't seen in forever. Not saying it's wrong at all. That's just the mindset that I always want the couples I work with anyway to be thinking of because. I know how fast that time goes and I know that when the night comes, the last thing you're gonna wanna have to do is be like, great, now we have to clean up. <laughs> like it's just hindsight is 2020. 20. We say that all the time. And that's where I come from with this stuff. What y'all do, you are always welcome to completely ignore me and just like go do whatever in the world you want. But if I can give you that nugget of advice, I'm going to.
1: Absolutely. Important thing to know number six. Some venues and areas will not allow food trucks. So obviously one of the things that you need to do first is when you're at your venue, talk with them first and don't just all of a sudden go out and say, hey, we've hired a food truck. This is our venue. And then as you get closer and you've paid money and all that stuff, the venue says, oh, no, you can't have a food truck. Major bummer.
0: Yeah, because by nature, especially if your food truck's going to be providing the bulk of your catering, it's considered outside catering and not all venues are going to allow that. Some are going to make an exception if they're still providing the main food and you're just bringing it as a fun, like Dan said, making a bunch of pizzas at the end of the night or sometimes as a dessert truck. That will work more often than not if there's like a little bit of a rule. I know some people like to live in the world of, like, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> yeah. But I can easily see a venue if a truck just shows up. I can easily see them saying, like, I'm sorry, but no, this isn't happening. So it's a really tricky situation. So problem is you're not going to know if you're going to have a food truck at your wedding. Solution? Ask. Ask your venue or ask the food truck that you have in mind. Probably either one is going to know, especially if they have experience in events before. The great thing is, is if your venue's like, hey, you're looking for a food truck, we recommend this one, this one, and this one. Boom. That solves that problem. Done. You know that's allowed. They've been there before. Great.
1: Awesome.
0: See, that was an easy problem solution.
1: That was. This next one's not too bad either.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Important thing to know, numero seven, they're not always the more affordable route, right? Everybody always thinks like, oh, I'm just gonna do this cheap thing here or there, right? Like everybody always thinks a backyard wedding is gonna be super cheap, but until you, (laughs) right? Like how many people say like, oh no, we're just gonna do it super cheap and do it in my parents' backyard. And then you go tent and linens and staff and service and centerpieces and all that stuff, right? Anyway, so number seven, they're not always the most affordable route. Take it away, Danielle.
0: (laughs) Yes, so having a food truck is a lot, but it requires a ton of extra work in the planning, the logistics, and providing things that a normal caterer just automatically kind of provides for you, a traditional on-site wedding caterer. So our problem here is more work, more rentals. I feel like my R's are turning into W's today, like more rentals, more, <laughs> more work, more rentals, more, more money. problems. <laughs> Honestly, like, geez, Louise.
1: More work, more rentals, more money, more problems. Is that what you're saying, basically?
0: Well, like, yeah, it's the more work you have, the more money that you're going to have to invest into there. The solution here is this is just something you're going to know going in. So it's not as much a surprise as things start to add up. So if your food truck's like, yeah, we'll cater your event. It'll be like 15 bucks a person. You go, holy crud. That's fantastic. Great. But you have to consider all of these other things. Do you need another food truck? Do you need staff? Do you need bartenders? Do you need rentals? Do you need all of those different things? This is where and I will say it till I'm blue in the face, this is where hiring a planner or coordinator is going to be a great investment because they're going to guide you through this and they're going to plan for all that stuff accordingly. So as opposed to going through it and making a bunch of costly mistakes, you can invest in exactly the areas that you need to invest in and so that you know you're having an event that you feel really good about, that your friends and family are having a fantastic time, that everybody feels really comfortable and is good to go. Because obviously, as I'm sharing this, Dan flat out said there was so much stuff that he didn't really know because he's on a different side of it. When he's photographing weddings, he's not thinking of are the plates getting scraped and rinsed and put back into where they're going to be. That's my job. So this is one of those things that you don't know, but you don't know until you know it. So now you know. So now you got to go out and do your thing.
1: That was a whole lot of knowing. <sighs> so many knows.
0: So here's the thing. Food trucks are not an all or nothing thing. There are some, what I say, happy medium alternatives if all of this as we're talking is feeling like not the kind of vibe you're going for. Like if you don't want it to feel super casual, but you also don't want to hire staff, there's different routes you can take basically. And we want to make sure that we are always like being mindful of that. So one of the things obviously we talked about earlier, just have the food truck for part of your event, not every aspect. Maybe you could just hire a food truck for cocktail hour as like a fun treat. And it's just that hour they're there. And then they go when it's over. Or like Dan said, maybe it's a dessert food truck for after dinner to go along with coffee and tea service that your venue's providing or your caterer.
1: Yeah, nice. You know, you can always do a food truck so one of my favorite things about our wedding was actually the rehearsal the night before. And we didn't have a food truck, but we just had a big pizza party in our backyard and played yard games and all that kind of stuff, right?
0: The rehearsal dinner, not the rehearsal. Yeah, what did I say? The rehearsal. Yeah,
1: rehearsal dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah rehearsal dinner. So you could do a food truck for your rehearsal dinner, right? Or it's a welcome party where it's a little less formalities. There's more time. People are naturally just hanging out and chilling. And I think one of the things that I'm taking away from this episode, and it goes along with everything we say, is like, one... For sure, do whatever feels right to you, but know what the trade offs of that are, right? So if you say, you know what, we are going to keep it super casual, right? Like we want it to be low key, parents' backyard, no centerpieces. We just want to have somebody come up and cater it, quote unquote, food truck. And we're okay with throwing everything away at the end of the night know that you're going to have to spend less time with your guests like you said danielle right things might fly by a little more because you're going to have to do stuff clean up set up whatever that looks like if you're not having staff and you're keeping it super casual but chances are you probably know and understand that because it's like a picnic or it's like a party we're at the end of it you already know and kind of expect that and you have good friends and they're going to help you clean it up too or you have this like you know, kind of a bigger shindig where it's 50, 75, 100 people when you hire some staff and you make it more like a I hate the phrase typical wedding, but you make it more like an event versus, you know, a party or picnic that you're hosting, right? You're having an event that people are coming to and they're expecting a certain level of service already rather than them just having to like do everything themselves, Right different ways to approach it
0: this also goes back to what age is your guest right because different generations are going to approach food trucks literally and figuratively (laughs) from very different perspectives right there are some generations that very much understand the nature and the ecosystem of food trucks they know how they work they know they go up there's others that go up in order and go well where's my food what do you what am I what am I what's happening here yeah exactly it's a very different system and that generationally can vary from couple to couple as well I know my family would approach a food truck much differently than Mike's family Mike's family be all over it I think mine would be royally confused so it just depends (laughs) on which is why they're not invited which just depends on again creating your party for everybody else it's always about keeping them in mind and doing what's best for you but also what's best for them All right, here's what we want to know. With food trucks, we want to make sure you're allowed to have a food truck at your location. This isn't going to happen if you can't be there. Hire staff to help facilitate other catering duties. You want to know that you're likely not going to save money and you're going to be spending it in ways that you weren't necessarily expecting when it comes to food. Another thing, work with a planner to consider and plan for all the logistics. Use websites like roaminghunger.com to find a truck in your area. And finally, don't feel like it's all or nothing with food trucks. A happy medium alternative might be a really good solution for you. Deal? Guys, I love it. If you're doing a food truck wedding, please let us know. We want to hear about it. If you have questions on it, shoot it to me. I will happily walk through it with you.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Put a Ring on It Podcast. Hey, before we wrap up this episode, we want to take a minute and give lots of love and virtual high fives to all of our Patreon supporters. We wouldn't be here without you. You guys are the best
0: yeah you are and if you want to join this fabulous community of ringers because let's be real things are way easier when you have a solid support system who's going through it just like you are check out our patreon patreon patreon.com slash p-a-r-o-i or just click the link in the show notes
1: yeah not only are you helping out our show but we are committed to bringing you a ton of extra help along the way like we've said we got your back
0: Another way you can show your support is to rate, review, and subscribe in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us right now.
1: If you want to dive deeper on anything that we talked about today, check out the show notes at putaringonitpodcast.com.
0: And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram, where you can catch some more tips, see Dan's amazing photos, and watch some behind-the-scenes bloopers. Follow us at Put A Ring On It Podcast. Now, friends... Remember, we are here to help you, but no matter whose advice you follow or what decisions you make, know that your wedding is
1: going to be amazing. Because you rock! (laughs) Until next time, ringers.